This is Ken Forster, Executive Director of Momentum. Welcome to our Digital Industry Leadership Podcast, produced by, for, and about digital industry leaders. In this series of conversations, we capture insights from the best and brightest minds in digital industry. They're executives, entrepreneurs, advisors, and other thought leaders. What they have in common is like our team at Momentum, they are deep industry practitioners. We hope you find these podcasts informative as always. We welcome your comments and suggestions. Good day and welcome to edition 129 of our Digital Industry Leadership Series. I'm pleased today to have Hardy Schmidbauer, SVP of IoT for Kadelsky Group, the world's leader in digital security headquartered in Switzerland. Hardy is a seasoned executive and entrepreneur in the wireless, semiconductor, and IoT sectors with a 20-year career spanning from executive management to design engineering, marketing, business development, and startup founder. He's played an instrumental role in the development of the wireless and IoT ecosystem through management R&D and marketing roles in support of LoRa, LoRaWAN, and other wireless protocols. Among the other companies he has worked for, Silicon Labs, Semtech Corporation, and DSP Group. Hardy holds an MBA from Santa Clara University and a Master of Science in Electrical Engineering from the Oregon State University. Hardy, welcome to our Digital Industry Leadership Podcast. Thank you. It's uh, great to be here and, and great to catch up again. As well, yeah. I, I, like I just like to say on a lot of these podcasts, it's great. I finally cornered you into uh, do, do, do doing one of these because you and I have touched base over what three companies now and uh, over yep. several years in uh, in the many different roles you've played. So thank you for taking the time. So I always like to start this off, kind of you know asking the question: What would you consider to be the red thread through your professional journey? Sure. I think the the theme of my career has been, you know, taking initiatives from a, a very early stage and, and growing them into a, a sizable business. I think the challenge of getting something off the ground and, and making it into a, a sizable business is extremely motivating uh, to me. I think also I've been lucky in my roles to be allowed to work uh, directly with uh, volume and customers on multiple different IoT verticals to solve real world problems. I think a very fortunate to have been exposed to so many different IoT verticals because it gives you a very unique and I think valuable perspective. You know what I love about your journey is um, uh, is really what I'll just call generally full stack, right? You came up through a semiconductor heritage, uh, Honeywell, DSP, uh, Silicon Labs. How did that early work lead you to play uh, uh, ultimately a leading role in Laura Wan at Semtech? Sure. And all my work in the semiconductor industry was around uh, wireless connectivity. You know, I started with uh, with BLE and, and DECT and then moved into the, the sub gigahertz applications with uh, integration and uh, Silicon Labs and, and Semtech. You know, I spent a lot of time in, in the field, you know, working with major customers of, of how to solve uh, their challenges. And there was one kind of <clears throat> uh, theme there is that you know everybody was trying to do a, a homegrown protocol and really facing the same development issues um, and issues around legacy and, and interoperability um, from a semiconductor perspective you know it's it's a nightmare to support you know all of these different proprietary protocols um, that each you know major customer uh, was trying to develop on uh, with Laura you know we had something uh, u- unique and it became you know quite clear to really scale uh, you needed to have standardization and an ecosystem uh, were quite essential. Uh, 
Um, I think at, at the point in the market when we started Laura and, and Laura One, the, the market you know, had also, you know, realized this and was looking for a technology um, that would lead to standardization and solve some of the challenges of, of range and, and mesh networking. Well, you guys obviously have done well because anybody who's watched the Semtech stock has realized a, a 52 week and I think uh, you're probably a lifetime high for the value of that stock. Uh, and, uh, and so, you know, very well done. Yeah, and it's a I was just going to say it's it's an interesting story of of Semtech Wireless. I mean, I think when I started, um, it was less than you know five million in revenue, and and now it's you know well over a uh, hundred million in revenue. So I think it's a it's a great story uh, for for wireless in the semiconductor industry. You know, I was talking with uh, somebody at Semtech not too long ago who said, uh, you know, we ought to just rename the company as Laura by Semtech. <laughs> So in uh, in 2016, you co-founded TrackNet with uh, several former colleagues, and I think this is ultimately where we ended up first meeting you as well. Ultimately, you ended exited that company to uh, to Semtech. So, what, what was the inspiration for founding TrackNet, and what was your key product there? Sure, and in starting uh, the the LoRaWAN ecosystem and in working, you know, with a number of companies on on trying to develop the the business case to deploy uh, LoRaWAN on on a very large scale, <clears throat> it became quite clear that deploying on a, a tower uh, type model uh, deployment like like cellular used was was not going to be attractive from a return on investment perspective. Um, at that point in time, there were very few um, complete solutions um, that could scale to to volume uh, with with LoRaWAN. So the goal of TrackNet was really to build complete solutions that would organically build and grow the network coverage uh, with no uh, upfront cost or operational cost. Um, so the solutions we focused on were the industrial automotive lot management solution um, and a consumer uh, security and uh, tracking solution for, for smart home. The lot management solution we developed is, I think, one of the largest IoT deployments now in, in North America uh, with over 500,000 units. That's being uh, deployed by Cox uh, for one of their uh, businesses called Mannheim. Um, the consumer solution never really took off, but you know Amazon has now adopted um, a similar strategy with their sidewalk offering. So at, at the time we started TrackNet, we were calling it the the inside out deployment model of you know really being able to you know build network coverage you know from household to household or or solution to solution, and then just be able to supplement. Uh, with tower coverage, um, but not having to rely completely on a, a big upfront investment uh, with tower coverage. So after after you sold the company to uh, to Semtech, I know you went back there and worked in a strategic capacity for a little over a year, um, and then um, early last year uh, made the jump over to uh, Kodolsky Group, where you're SVP of IoT. Can you tell us a bit about that company and your mandate there? Sure. So, um, Kodelsky is a super interesting company. I, I joke that it's the, the biggest company that, that no one's ever uh, heard of. 
Um, but you know, the Kodelsky Group uh, started you know more than 70 years ago. Uh, they started with uh, under the name of of Nagra and were kind of pioneers in the audio recording industry. So I think you know pretty much every movie between the 50s, 60s, and 70s used uh, Nagra our audio recorders. And then we also did uh, you know uh, audio recording devices for the CIA and FBI and and most of the major spy agencies. You know over over that same uh, time period. Um, today, there's there's four main divisions uh, within the Kadelsky Group. Uh, we have our digital television business unit, uh, which provides uh, security to uh, 15 to 20 of the largest TV networks deployed uh, globally. So everything of how you secure your your set top box through uh, you know how the streaming over the air works. Uh, we still manage today there uh, uh, over 400 million set top boxes uh, globally. Uh, which is, you know, from an IoT perspective, is a is an extremely large uh, deployment. Um, we also have a cybersecurity division, uh, which mainly focuses on managed security services for uh, large corporate networks or, or governments or utilities. And then we have our public access division, which goes under the brand name of Ski Data. And I think probably everyone listening to this podcast has gone through uh, ski data equipment at some point. So we uh, provide access control systems for ski resorts, uh, for large venues and stadiums, and also for parking. Um, so if you've been to any Vail resort, uh, you've gone through Kadelski equipment uh, to get on the ski lift and your your uh, lift ticket is coming from Kadelski. Um, any of uh, or a lot of the, the major sports venues uh, use the Kadelski technology, for example, the, the Staples Center. And we also do, uh, you know, quite a few of the large airport parking facilities um, globally as well. Um, you know, what was uh, super interesting about uh Kadelsky for me, you know, joining the company is to me, they had, you know, all of the pieces of the puzzle um, and expertise in-house to be successful in IoT from, you know, very strong uh, software development, um, not afraid to invest in hardware. Uh, they have operations and, and deployment teams. And these are a lot of things that I saw other uh, companies uh, struggle with was really putting you know all the pieces of the the puzzle together uh, for IoT, and then you know having the the quality and the operations team to to really scale it up. So to me, that's why you know Kadelskiing was was such an exciting um, opportunity. And now I'm leading up the IoT division, which is the the fourth division. Um, and our goal um, here is to you know grow to over 100 million in, in revenue, and make it a, a major division of the company. Company over the next couple of years, and you know, we right now we have the the major portion of the R and D investment inside of Kadelski to make that happen. You know, it's uh, it's interesting. Uh, one, uh, uh, there's a number of Swiss companies living uh, since I live in Switzerland here that uh, have very large presence, but are always a quiet force in the market in some sense. Uh, you know, from the brand perspective, so Kadelski certainly would uh, serve as that. And and uh, I I am an active user of uh, ski data since I live in a ski resort in Switzerland. So <laughs> in one form or the yeah. other. But um, when you think about the different lines you've mentioned, uh, and you use the term IoT to qualify one or two. It's interesting, does IoT really oversee all of these or it truly is adjacent? No, there, there's four main divisions, and IoT is is one of those four um, divisions. Um, you know, the, the other ones are, are standalone uh, divisions, whether it's our DTV business, our digital television, uh, Kadelsky Security, um, or the the public access division. I think you could argue that you know 
a lot of the elements and the technology used, um, you know, in those other business units are directly applicable to to IoT, and I think that's why there's such a, a large investment into IoT uh, from uh, Kadelsky Management. Is you know they see the opportunity to to leverage um, a lot of the technology and expertise that they have uh, within the IoT space. So, so if it doesn't cover those four, what what are some of your key use cases, and perhaps even even at this early stage wins that you guys are working on? Sure. So within uh, Kadelsky IoT, we have three main uh, product lines. Uh, we have IoT services. So we do security assessments um, for uh, companies who who want to test their their product. Um, or their solution before they they go to market. Um, we also do uh, design services uh, as well for for companies who need software or security expertise um, in the design of their solution. Uh, we have our IoT system, which we call Keystream, uh, which is a security and and device management solution for how to securely uh, provision, you know, manage. The firmware updates over the air um, and manage the security lifecycle um, of uh, different technologies uh, that are utilized for for IoT, and then we have our IoT solutions, which are complete um, solutions uh, that we are uh, developing in house and, and offering to the the market. So, kind of key customer wins for for each of those um, for IoT system. Um, uh, Keystream, uh, we n- announced uh, last year a, a win with Canoe, uh, which is a, a billion-dollar uh, electric vehicle company uh, developing uh, the EV space for uh, really the, the rental market. Um, so they, they don't intend to sell the vehicles. It, it's intended to be a, a rental only. Um, so in that solution, you know, in, in a uh, rental uh, market, it's very hard to manage the, the keys uh, or the key fob. Uh, so we are working with them to replace the key fob uh, with your cell phone as the, the digital key. Um, so how do you grant security and access uh, to a specific individual? Um, and once you, you have access, um, you know, how do you do rights uh, delegation? Uh, say you, you want to go to uh, dinner and you want the valet to be able to park your car, you need to be able to assign rights or temporary rights to, to the valet uh, to be able to, to utilize your car. Um, so we're using, you know, Bluetooth as a connectivity for that, but Keystream is is behind, you know, all of the security uh, and the provisioning, the uh, remote feature authorization and, and access control um, of that solution. Um, we're also working quite a bit uh, with Keystream in the semiconductor industry. Uh, so we've done a number of different projects with U-Blocks uh, where they've integrated our technology into their modules um, and also their chipsets, uh, both on the cellular space and, and now working on the, the GPS space as well. And you'll see probably a, a number of announcements com- coming this year uh, for further integration um, and offerings uh, with other semiconductor providers as well. For IoT solutions, uh, very exciting today. We uh, announced our, our first solution, Recover. Um, and for IoT services, uh, we do, I would say, for about a third of the semiconductor industry, we evaluate uh, their silicon uh, before they, they go to market. We also do that for a, a number of industrial and consumer uh, product companies. Uh, those engagements, though, are kept confidential um, due to the uh, potential 
sensitive nature of the security of those solutions. So we typically don't publicize that, but uh, we're doing you know quite uh, sizable business on the services just on in a security assessments. And pretty much everybody that we work with there ends up being a, a repeat customer. We end up looking at, at all of their products uh, before they go to market. Tell us a bit about uh, Recover, because I noted you've just uh, showed yourself as a general manager for them recently. What is the focus of this business and kind of how are you setting up these new business lines? Sure. So uh, Recover is a, is a new solution and, and brand under Kadelsky IoT. Um, so we just launched that today. That's a, a dealer lot management solution um, and theft recovery uh, solution, mainly targeted at the, the U.S. market for the time being, but we'll be adapting that to, to other geographies uh, in the second half of, of this year. But, you know, in the, in the U.S. market, um, car dealers typically have a, a very large amount of inventory. You don't have the, the same type of, of model in, in Europe. Um, but dealers will typically have, you know, 500 to 600 cars, you know, in inventory on the lot. Um, and they really struggle to keep track um, of that inventory, but they don't necessarily want to pay um, for a, a lot management solution. So we've tried to disrupt both the technology of that industry as well as the, the business model. Um, so we've done a, a very efficient low power design uh, for a, a battery operated device. Um, most uh, competition in that market is a, is a wired-in device, which is becoming you know more and more unattractive, uh, just because of the the labor that has to be invested uh, upfront, and a lot of the car manufacturers are not allowing uh, things to be wired into the uh, vehicle system at all. Um, and so we provide the the lot management for free to the dealer, um, and then they sell it through to the consumer um, as a theft recovery. Uh, solution, and we have a, a number of financial benefits uh, for the consumer um, if they uh, their car is stolen and, and not recovered, as well as you know uh, I think very convenient features of you know lock the location of, of the the vehicle, um, so you get alerts if uh, your car moves unexpectedly or if you just forget you know where you parked when you went to the to the airport. What a brilliant business model um, in terms of providing it for free so the, the dealers get the benefit. And then, of course, they hopefully get the, the spiff if they pass it through to uh, the uh, the consumers as well. And the consumers get a nice benefit. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, I, already the whole full stack, if you will, capabilities that Kodolsky is bringing to this, including the business model, is already beginning to show itself. So I, under, I understand why it was so compelling to uh, to go there. Let's um let's kind of push the 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 perspective out a little bit because um, I know you've been in this uh, IoT and IoT security space for quite a while. What do you see as some of the key opportunities for IoT security over the next five years? Sure. I mean, I think security is is still, and to some extent, IoT is is still in its infancy. Um, you know, we're, I've seen it change, you know, quite drastically even over the last six months since joining uh, Kadelsky. But I think you know that the challenge of of security and IoT is you you ask uh, five people um, what security is needed, and you probably get six different answers um, of of what is needed in an IoT uh, solution. So I think there's there's a lot of of market um, education that is going on around uh, security. I think 
to to date, most people have really just been focused on, you know, getting a solution that can scale um, and have an ROI, and sometimes neglecting security. Um, but I think as as volumes ramp up, security is becoming a, a higher and higher priority. And I think you're you're seeing uh, you know a lot of uh, you know security vulnerabilities you know publicized in in the market now, uh, which is also I think raising the priority and the importance of, of security. You know within IoT, but I think within uh, a lot of industries. And I think the pandemic has also um, accelerated that um, some as well. But I think, you know, you're going to see security become, you know, over the next 18 months, you know, I think uh, uh, a major requirement uh, across the, the IoT industry. And I think it's it's uh, it's not very well done today, I would say, in, in a lot of the, of the solutions. Um, but I think the things like uh, NIST just published uh, a lot of new regulations and guidelines on security. And so you're, you're starting to see a lot more uh, regulation um, around security as well. It's somewhat industry specific at the moment, but I think you know uh, certain industries will move faster than others. But you're seeing already a lot of new regulations around security and automotive um, where you know, things that didn't have security in the past, such as, you know, wireless power um, now starting from 2021, you know, have to have security um, embedded in the solution to be accepted, you know, by any of the, the major uh, auto manufacturers. And around the time we're recording this, of course, we're just a couple weeks into the uh, solar winds hack. And uh, I think this has raised visibility of cybersecurity across the board, certainly not just in the operational technology areas, but enterprise IT and, and you know, government military as well. So uh, a yeah. uh, very relevant topic, and I'm sure influencing a lot of the you know future changes that are taking place. Um, I think the, uh, the the Garmin one is also, you know, I think raised a, a lot of awareness, right, where where they had the the ransom attack against their their backend, um, and you know, all of their devices that they had, basically in the field, you know, stopped working. I think that also, I think, really brought the the concern to the the front of a lot of companies' uh, minds about the the reputation damage and potentially also the uh, financial risk associated with that. Mm, yeah, very much so. And I actually just this morning I read a story about a uh, a water district in Florida where somebody managed to hack in and was trying to raise the chemical lie level, if you will, um, of uh, of the water, effectively trying to uh, to uh, poison it remotely. Uh, and it's just fascinating when you think about the impact uh, that some of these, yeah. especially the OT systems that are unsecure can have in that regard. So I suspect we're going to be hearing more and more about such things. I just finished a, another podcast that actually by the time this publishes, will have already gone out and that's with Duncan Greatwood at uh, Zage Security. And uh, and he goes pretty, pretty much in depth. You know, they focus on OT security more than anything else, but pretty much yeah. in depth on some of the impact of the uh, solar winds hack. Um, so, you know, well worthwhile yeah. listening to uh, to that. So uh, kind of moving, you know, more toward, you know, Hardy on the personal level, you, you've been a successful entrepreneur and a corporate leader. Um, what, you know, what do you enjoy more and, and why? Um, sure. Before we answer that, just one more uh, comment on, on the security. You know, I, I think the our keystream solution is is designed, you know, exactly to prevent, you know, those type of uh, attacks that we just mentioned. Um, so I'm quite excited. You know, I think it's a little bit ahead of, of the market, but I think, you know, it's going to play a, a critical role in really 
uh, allowing IoT solutions to scale um, and for management to, you know, feel comfortable about the security and the security lifecycle um, of those uh, solutions. So I'm quite excited about about that product uh, line and product launch as well. Um, Excellent. As far as uh, being a, a startup entrepreneur or, or corporate leader, um, I'm going to take the, the easy answer and, and say both. <laughs> um, I mean, I, 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 think, I think it really depends on on where you're at in in your career and and really, you know, what your what your interests are. You know, I I think the the startup experience for me was uh, extremely valuable. Uh, I think to become a better corporate leader, um, it gives you a, a very interesting perspective, and I think you have a, a lot of appreciation that you know maybe you uh, 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 take for for granted a little bit uh, when you're in a corporate world such as you know legal help and uh, operations and, and things like that that then when you're in a startup you get to uh, do all of that uh, yourself um, you know but I, I think they they both have their their place and I think it's good to to really do both uh, at least at, at some point in your in your career Um and I think for for new technologies that are you know a, a bit higher risk, um, you know I, I think you know everybody should try to make that that jump at some point and and do a, a startup and an entrepreneur. And I think that you know whether that works or or doesn't work, I think that that'll make you a, a better corporate leader uh, later in your career. Yeah, I'd fully agree. They they do say a startup is the best MBA, <laughs> and so yeah. versus taking two years out to uh, to truly take an MBA, uh, I think you did the right thing by uh, starting uh, TrackNet and running during the time. Uh, I'm I'm sure you didn't intend on selling it to Semtech, but certainly Cisco has you know had uh, historically made a uh, a great practice out of buying the companies that their you know uh, internal entrepreneurs started and then sold back. So there's uh, something to be said for that type of uh, entrepreneur. Realism. Perhaps it's kind of what we call venture studioing today, with a little bit, of, you know, without the uh, the structure per se. But uh, yeah, I'd uh, fully agree. So finally, what uh, what books, people, and or resources inspire you? Um, sure. So I had the opportunity this year to take part in the World Economic Forum uh, for the for the first time, and it was, I think, you know, inspiring to see you know leaders such as you know Klaus Schwab, you know, discussing you know different different elements of, of business and economy, but also really trying to you know drive change for the the benefit of humanity and discussing you know strategies about how to solve you know, inequality, climate change, you know, vaccine rollout, um, you know, so. Mixing the the business with you know also the the benefit uh, for society, um, but I think you know really what inspires me is is the people around me. Uh, I think my my family, the great teams that I've and people that I've had the opportunity to to work with. Um, you know, I think on a, on a daily basis, you know, that's what you know really in, inspires me to to do better and and continue to to grow my career and, and my knowledge. Very good. Um, since uh, we got you at least virtually to Davos, uh, I guess for the World Economic Forum, uh, perhaps we can get you physically to uh, to come to Switzerland one of these days and uh, and stick around. <laughs> it's a great yeah, place to be. I can tell it, you, <laughs> it 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 is a great place, and and that's definitely my plan to hopefully hum someday uh, end up uh, permanently over there. So. Well, it helps be working at a Swiss headquartered company. So you got step one done. <laughs> yes, it does. So, Hardy, thank you so much for this insightful interview today.
Thank you. It's been an, an honor and uh, great to catch up again and hope we can uh, do it again soon. As well on uh, on all fronts. So this has been Hardy Schmidbauer, SVP of IoT for Kedelsky Group, and if I can say a full stack innovator. Thank you for listening and please join us next week for the next episode of our Digital Industry Leadership Series. Thank you and have a great day. You've been listening to the Momenta Digital Industry Leadership Podcast produced by, for, and about digital industry leaders. We hope you've enjoyed the discussion. And as always, we welcome your comments and suggestions. Please check our website at momenta.one for archived versions of podcasts and webinars, as well as resources to help with your digital industry journey. Thank you for listening.